The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. I'm Jason Swain. Thank you for making Swain Event part of your morning. It is Thursday. It is December 21st. It is cold as all get out outside, but that's all good. We here. We here right before Christmas. Hope you're having a great morning. Hey, Mickey, what's up, man? The average Jason Swain. Oh, hey. It's me versus whoever want to lose. Pick any of the who's who's. Oh, man. Man, we got any special commitments coming down before we uh, end the show today? Since you no, are in the know. Uh, planned commitment podcast at the moment. Um, ben? Jason? Signing day was yesterday. It was. Um, Tennessee. Fill some needs. Fill some holes. There's still time to continue to do that. Your overall thoughts on today, yesterday. Not a lot of not a lot of fireworks, man. And if you're looking for fireworks, if you're looking for surprises, you're, you're probably in the wrong place. Um, you're not gonna get those every single year. Maybe get one or two. Uh, but your overall thoughts on what Tennessee was able to do yesterday? I, I thought yesterday was a, a good day for Tennessee. It started with a bang. That that was the most newsworthy item of the day was when Jermod McCoy, the Oregon State corner transfer, committed to Tennessee first thing in the morning. I believe just before 7 a.m. Eastern, he announced his commitment. And uh, do not be fooled by the logo on the side of the helmet. I know a lot of people like to judge how good a player and team is based off of what the logo means historically. Uh, Jermod McCoy is a very, very good young corner prospect. And we talked about him on Tuesday. Uh, Pick Tennessee as a Texas native over schools like Oklahoma, Texas A&M. There's some other big schools in there trying to trying to get him to campus to visit and, and get his services as as well. So that that's a huge, huge commitment, Swain. And uh, hard not to, to really like the... The, the talent that that is in the the corner room right now with him, Ricky Gibson, Jordan Matthew, Christian Conyer, 
and, and some others as as well in that defensive back room as a whole. So that that was the most newsworthy item, and it was a very important item because I I really really like Jamon McCoy. I, I think he has the chance to to be really really good for Tennessee for for a couple of years. That, that's a big thing with him as well. Not a one year rental. He has a couple of years of eligibility remaining, but a nice start for the day. And I, I thought it was a nice day overall for Tennessee. Kind of talked about it on, on Tuesday. Most of the hay was already in the barn. I, I think it's a, a good recruiting class with a lot of quality from top to bottom. I, I think there are a lot of big recruiting wins that happened early in the cycle that people are, are now forgetting because it was early in the cycle. And, and there have been some misses of late was not a perfect class by any means. I, I do think Tennessee over this next recruiting cycle does need to take a, a step forward and, and get better on the recruiting trail. Uh, but two things can be true at once. That can be true that they do need to get a little bit better on the recruiting trail, take a step forward. But, Generally speaking, I think it's a good recruiting class with with a lot of really quality, good football players coming in. Good, not great. That's the truth. You're playing against Alabama. You're playing against Georgia. You want to beat Alabama. You want to beat Georgia. You're going to have to win more battles against those programs. It's not easy to do. You got to do it. Um, Clemson found themselves winning some of those battles. Not all, but some. Uh, Ohio State found themselves winning some of those battles. All, but not. Uh, some, but not all, and you're going to have to win some of those. You did it when you went out and, you know, you, you got a Henry Toto and a Kavaris Crouch and, you know, Darnell Wright and Wally Moore. So I don't care about the rules then. Um, you can do all those things now. And so you have to win those battles. The reason why you were able to win those battles is because you built relationships. You had a strong, strong relationship with those players. Those players could have got that same bag. And went to Alabama, went to Georgia, went to Ohio State, went to Michigan. Kavars Crouch was was about to go to Michigan. And so when the money is even, they're going to pick the place where they have the strongest relationship. So we can down Pruitt, his staff, or you know, getting in trouble. But the fact of the matter is they had uh, relationships with those guys, and those guys picked pick Tennessee. Um, that's, that's what you have to do if you want to beat Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Clemson and all those guys in recruiting. But it is a good class. Don't get me wrong. It's a good class. Tennessee was able to address um, the pass rushing position. Jordan Ross and and Ben, you know how I feel about ballers that come from the state of Alabama that don't pick Alabama, that don't pick Auburn. Because I'm that one might of those be guys. your favorite re- type of recruit. They're my favorite recruits. I'm from Huntsville. I didn't go to Alabama. I didn't go to Auburn. And so Jordan Ross is from Vestavia Hills in Birmingham, which is literally 45 minutes away from Tuscaloosa. Uh, I want to say it's a two hours, maybe an hour and a half uh, away from Auburn, somewhere around there. Uh, he, and he, he didn't go to Auburn. So I got love for the, the number one player at his position, according to Go Vols 247 or 247 in Jordan Ross. And so you need an edge rusher. You, ha- you had to address rushing the passer. You had to address offensive line. Tennessee was able to do that, uh, bringing in five players. You beat out. Um, programs that are right now currently playing in the college football playoff for Bennett Warren. Boo Carter is, is one of my favorite dudes in this in this class. He's explosive. You needed that. Uh, you needed more speed, more explosiveness in the back end. You did that with Boo Carter and Caleb Beasley. Uh, you went out and got 
the next Jalen Wright and Peyton Lewis, a guy that can that can run really, really fast in a straight line. Um, and we saw Jalen Wright develop, hit the weight room. Um, sh- shout out to Jerry Mack and what he's been able to do at the running back position. He has two running backs that's about to go pro. Like, that's pretty good. Like we we gotta stop and think about this. Jerry Mack, two players going pro. Last year, Tennessee had a Blitnikoff and had two players going pro, and and everyone wanted to say that wide receiver U was back. I know Jalen Wright didn't win the Doak Walker Award, but Jalen Wright was one of the best rushers in the country and led the country in yards per carry. And ain't a lot of talk about Jerry Mack, and it should be. So hats off to Jerry Mack in that running back room. And then uh, you can't forget about Dylan Sampson, what he was able to do when he came in uh, to the game. So He'll be a pro next year. Uh, he'll have the opportunity. Yeah, he'll have the opportunity. But Javon McCoy, this is why we told folks to slow the hell down. <laughs> just, just, just slow down a little bit. Did I offer some critiques? Yeah. I thought we need to do better recruiting. Guess what? I still think we need to do better recruiting. Because I'm not thinking about beating Mississippi State, beating Arkansas. I want to beat Alabama. I want to beat Georgia. I want to be Georgia. I want to be Alabama. I want to recruit like those guys. So every year, I'm going to say we need to recruit better. So if you're someone, and we had this yesterday, I'm Joshua Swain. And they had to learn. It was my first time doing this. If you're going to say, well, Swain needs to not be negative, then you don't have to just deal with it. Because I'm always going to say we got to recruit better unless we're number one. <laughs> like, I'm always going to say that. I'm going to say we need to recruit better. I want all the players. I want to be number one. But I understand you don't have to be number one to beat those teams, to to win a lot of games. You just have to make sure that your hit rate is really, really, really good. Now, Jerron McCoy, this is why we told folks to kind of chill out. Looking for the right fit. Here's a guy that was a freshman All-American bid. He has three years left of eligibility. He's not a one-year rental. He's a three-year guy. He's like you, he's like you picking someone up from high school. He's like you went out and got a player from JUCO. This is a perfect fit for for Tennessee. Uh, I like this a lot. All right, Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Swain Event app is free for Android Apple devices. The Beatty Chevrolet text box. This is how you can send in text messages about Ben. Mean text messages. We prefer mean, mean. Talk talk about his beard. Talk about an ugly sweatshirt. Where you get this sweatshirt from, man. It's, it's kind of- whoa, 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 whoa. You, you look, you can throw me under the tires, but we're, we're not going to throw you. We're not going to throw uh, the great J. Cole under the bus. It's a pretty cool sweatshirt. Where you get it from? It's J. Cole's brand. All right. Dreamville. We're not, we're not going to throw it's pretty cool. Mr. Cole, it's Mr. Pretty cool. Mr. Jermaine under the bus. I, I will not stand for that. You can slander me all day. Long, I'm I'm sure Brian Hunsucker and 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 Neela Mafia. I'm sure Alan Pa will will rise from the ashes to to throw me under the bus. Probably throw my kid under the bus again too. 
But we're not going to throw J. Cole, the great one, the, the great philosopher, Jermaine, under the bus. You understand Your hat's me? Likely. Your hat's likely. How about that? I'll, I'll drive all the way in the town to smack you up the back of the head for, for saying that about J. Cole. You ain't got, enough, you ain't got okay. enough gas to get here, so shut up. Yes, I do. I filled up yesterday. <laughs> and you're going to need all of it to get here because you live <laughs> dang near severable. Um, Brian Hunsucker, what's up, man? What's up, Brian Hunsucker? I'm here. He says, signing day was yesterday. But what a, what happened two days ago, Swain? You're not bumping those gums now. Keep John Morant's name out of your mouth. See? Out your this, dad gum mouth. This, this is what this is this is why we can't have dialogue. Because y'all don't listen. You hard headed and you don't listen. What was my beef about the Memphis Grizzlies? You said John Morant was the what was the, the, the most ignorant NBA player of all time. I didn't say that. You said he was he made the dumbest decision in the history of the NBA. I don't think I said that, but it was pretty dumb. <laughs> you mean, did not say that. It's pretty dumb. It's a pretty dumb decision. Is that it not was. true? It's true. Uh it's true. I talked about how the Grizzlies as a whole let Dylan Brooks drop twenty plus points on him. That's that was my beef and ruined my parlay. That's what I was talking about. I had no problem with John Morant. Um I knew he was going to do come on the court, come back. I knew he was going to ball out, but his decision was stupid. You know that. Well, it was. It was stupid. It was very stupid. That's why he got suspended twenty five yeah. games. Yeah. All right. But but let, let's also not act like he's Brandon Miller or somebody. Nah, I'm going to do that now. That's that's definitely a difference. It's definitely it's definitely a, a difference, man. One hundred percent. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three is our telephone number. We'll hit the uh, text box when we come back from our first break of the day. Florida Gators. Oh, boy. Woo-wee. We want to talk about freaking out. Now, that that's that's when you should freak out right there. I even had Dan Mullen taking shots at him. That's wrong, Dan. You know Florida's still paying you. Um, I still got this Florida Gators sweatshirt over here from when I lost the bet to Chris Doran. And... Um, Still got tags on, man. I'm, I want to give it to a Gator fan. Um, I'm tempted to to text Chris Dorn of SC Network and and check on him. Check on him. See how he doing. See, I I I have a couple of Florida buddies in my life, and I texted one yesterday. He he might be listening right now. I, I texted him yesterday. And I, I asked him, "You you need any soup? You good?" <laughs> and uh, he he he. he he thought his he thought I was actually asking if he wanted some soup. I was like, "No, nah, man. I figured you were sick over what Florida's, <laughs> what's happening to Florida's recruiting class on, on signing day." And uh, his first comment was was about Florida still beating Tennessee and Knoxville this upcoming season. So it, it's a, a weird dynamic. Can Tennessee fans really pick on Florida because they have the ultimate trump card? Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. I'm going to break. Man, you got us. You got to shut up. They didn't beat us, man. They, they beat us down. So we'll just shut up, man. Don't worry. We'll be talking again. <laughs> we'll be talking again. Give us a couple weeks, man. Give us a couple months. We, we'll be talking again. We'll shut up right now, though. Sweet event. Feel about that in barbecue. Be right back.
You're listening to the Swain event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah! Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit MindBodyKnoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with the text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Sweatshirt, it's, it's pretty nice, dude. I ain't gonna lie. It's pretty nice. But I stand on that hat. That hat's good. How dare you? 865-255-03. I'm pretty sure all my Boston Red Sox fans and my Yankees, all my, my Braves fans, Tampa Bay Rays fans, what, what all is. Those don't exist. Those are like Vanderbilt fans. <laughs> what did Vanderbilt do yesterday? I do not know. <laughs> you don't know? Nope. Um, Tennessee. Does it matter what Vanderbilt did yesterday? <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. I, I know what Jerry Stackhouse did the night before on, on Tuesday night. They lost again, didn't Jerry. they? Yes, the Western Carolina. An average Western Carolina team. Lost by a point. And, and then had the, the Vanderbilt fan tweeting out, what has happened to historic Memorial Gymnasium? Historic. That's what I said. Historic. Stop. Historic. 
Well, I got like a hundred people that care about Vanderbilt athletics. Sit down and be quiet and take this SEC check. Nobody cares about you. Not even yourself. Historic, huh? Um, you don't deserve Tim Corbin. Tim Corbin is too good for that athletic department. He's in the perfect spot, too. He could be the guy. Perfect spot. Yeah, perfect spot. All right, Raleigh Vall says, checking in from Morrisville, North Carolina. Parents' house. <laughs> Got y'all on the big screen downstairs. Hey, what's up? You can do that Shout on to- YouTube, uh, Twitter. You want to call it X? You want to call it X? I'm calling it Twitter because that's what... Your mama call you Twitter. I'm gonna call you Twitter. So I'm calling it Twitter. Uh, you can pull us up on Facebook, whatever. We on Twitch, so uh, it's like watching a TV show, man. You can do that. Uh, Swain Event TV on on YouTube. We prefer that you subscribe. We appreciate that. Swinta Claus on the text box says, um, "Does Nico start the bowl game? Why y'all starting stuff?" Oh, yeah, it's too close to Christmas for this. <laughs> man, 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 it's it's the holiday season. A new phone, who this? <laughs> it's the holiday season, man. Why y'all why y'all doing this to me? Why answer the question? This is a ball game. <laughs> like in a couple of days, right? Now, Talia, the games have already started. Yeah, I mean, it's starting practicing. Talia Tungvalova, uh over there in Maryland, he opted out a couple of days ago. And that was a weird look. He's a quarterback in Maryland, opted out. He's no he's no Drake May. He, you know, he's no Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. He's no Tua. He, he damn sure ain't no Tua. And he opted out. He's not going to play the ball game. He's getting ready for the NFL draft. Oh, okay. Um, we saw non quarterbacks do the same thing. They ain't half of the Florida State football team opted out. Jay Verse, every reason to opt out, he did that. Um, I just think it's too late for for Joe to, to opt out. And I said this on um, 3HL yesterday with Don Davenport and Ron Slay. Shout out to. My, my brothers and sisters out there in Nashville, when they asked me about Joe Milton and Nico, like, Joe's from Orlando, y'all. He's from Orlando. Y'all know how many bowl games there are out here? There's like 50 bowl games. There's all these different destinations. Joe Milton is from Orlando. The bowl game is in Orlando. He know he wants to show out in front of his family. And this is the same guy that when we beat Clemson last year in Miami said, I don't lose games in Florida. Now, the Gator game, the Florida Gator game, you know, that, that don't count. What Joe meant to say, he this is what he this is what he meant to say. He meant to say he doesn't lose bowl games in Florida. Bowl games. See, I fixed that for you, Joe. He doesn't lose bowl games in Florida. He's playing in Orlando, y'all. He's from Orlando. It's hard to expect him to opt out and not want to play. Do I want to see Nico? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
we we all want to see Deco. Like you know how like Steph Curry when he, when he shoots, you know threes and warm ups and like there's a big old crowd there. They're like, oh my gosh, man, Steph Curry shooting. That that's how I feel when I'm watching Nico throw the football. <laughs> like I want to watch Nico, but you have to understand and respect the Joe Milton. If he wants to finish his career, which I don't understand why he would opt out at this point, why he would want to finish his career on the right note in front of his hometown, man. He's from Orlando, y'all. We we can wait a little bit. I would love to see Nico in there with Joe, but we don't normally see that, y'all. We let the senior ride off into the sunset and, and finish the right way. Okay, but... That 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 sounds all nice and, and, no. and your spot and, and and your spot on. But does Joe want to play? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that answer. So, I think I'll, he wants to play. Honest. I mean, yeah, if he's playing. He wants to play. Why would he do something he don't want to do? <laughs> well, duh. But I'm talking about as, as of December 21st, as of this Thursday morning. Does he want to play? He better want to I play. I don't think a final decision has been made. At least as of yesterday. You know what? Maybe I should have showed up at the media day yesterday and done y'all's damn job. Maybe I should have asked Josh Hype. Yeah, you should have. Because no question was asked about Joe Milton playing in a bowl game or if any players decided to opt out. Y'all so caught up in these recruits. Asking him questions that he didn't even answer. Uh, somebody must not have been paying attention. Brent Hubbs asked him twice if his roster was set going into the bowl game, given – Josh Heibel, an opportunity to bring up the quarterback position. And and what was Swain? Ben. What did you text me yesterday? Ben, ben. Paraphrasing. Ben, ben. What what did Hubs text? What what no, what did Hubs say? What was the question? Hubs asked Hubs asked if 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 the roster was finalized going into uh, the bowl game. Who's the coach? Josh Heipel. Joshua Heipel. You, you think Joshua Heipel is going to offer up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, let, let me take this vague question and give you some details about what we're gonna do at quarterback. No, you gotta you gotta pinpoint the question. You gotta ask him straight he up. Yo, is the quarterback playing or not? Sidestepped it, huh? And he would not have given an answer. Well, that's on him. But y'all didn't ask him a direct question. That's very true. Touche. That is on all of us. <laughs> I, I should have asked about Joe Milton instead of Cole Harrison, or Cole Harrison. What you asking about a freshman tight end from California that we know ain't gonna play year one? I did not directly ask about Cole Harrison specifically. I asked him if he liked the state of the tight end room now that they've been able to add Holden Stays and Cole Harrison. If, if the scholarship numbers are in a better place after a little bit of a bumpy road to get there, is what I, I, I is what a, I asked. I thought you was a man of the people. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were a man of the people. You know, oh, so that was my second question. My first question was a question for the people. I asked if this offensive line class was going to be able to contribute to depth from day one. Well, that's a good question. And add some depth from day one. Now, I started over my words in, in, in the question, but I eventually got it out. It's okay. And uh, Josh Heupel, I, I thought uh, – Josh Heupel is not very insightful typically with his answers. No, nah, he ain't giving you nothing. He's not Tony Vitello. He's not Rick Barnes. He's not giving you much of anything. No. Uh, he'll be polite, and, and, and he may talk for a minute here and there, but he's not going to give you much within those answers. But I do think you could read in between the lines of, of his offensive line answer. 
He said he talked about it being a developmental position and that it's hard to play that position as a freshman. But they have seen because a lot of those guys are already on campus. Offensive linemen are already on campus and, and working with the team and going through bowl practices. He, he he did mention that they've already seen from those guys what they saw on film and when they were evaluating them. And he was pleased with that. And I thought that was a telling answer that he he liked where his uh, freshman offensive line class was at. So I asked a, a question for the people, Swain. Well, the tight end question was the very last question of the press conference. And it was my second question. So it's not like I prioritized asking about Cole Harrison. And I didn't only ask about Cole Harrison. I asked if he liked that the scholarship numbers were better in that room now. Yeah, he's about five hundred. That's still a that's still a ten year seven hundred million dollar. Hey, that gave me an Hall of Fame. <laughs> you in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah, no, that's 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 pretty good. I mean, hey, if you were shooting threes, that's pretty good too. Fifty percent from three point line, shooting like big ticket games out there. But when you asked that question about the tight ends, I was like, man, I understand because there's no literally nobody was in the room except for well, and, fresh air freshman. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's a, a very important part of uh, Josh Heupel's offense. It is. But- I, now, look, Rashad Mendenhall, me being white, not playing football. Maybe not, I'm 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 not allowed to to give my opinion on football in that manner. Rashad uh, Mendenhall, you embarrass us all, bro. You embarrass us all. I just want to let you know that, man. You, you, I, I got my white friends texting me. I'm having to explain what you what you want, what you meant. You, you, you put us in a bad spot, Rashad Mendenhall. Go sit down somewhere. Be quiet. I am worried about our secondary. Very worried about us. The uh, specifically, no, the the, the all-white team. Uh, I'm worried about our cornerbacks. Uh, our cornerback situation is is in a bad spot. I, I feel good about our way. safety spot with, with Harrison Smith and, and, and Blankenship from, from, from the Eagles. I'm not doing that. But cornerback, I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm not doing this. Uh, I I do know we will have a strong advantage in the kicking game. I do know that. Maybe not return game, but in terms of just kicking the ball, strong advantage. D. Cody on the text box, the Betty Chevrolet text box, BettyChevrolet.com. Question for you both. Someone put out a blue chip percentage over the last three coaches. This year, Josh ranked at 62%. Was that put out as a blocker? Because this class is okay, but it's not great. We do need to do better. Just curious on y'all's thoughts. <clears throat> I don't. I don't really need a percentage rate on blue chip to know that we did a good job, but we need to do better. And I don't know why why folks have such a problem with saying both statements. Like it doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be great or terrible. You know, you know how winners are programmed? Winners. Winners and champions, not saying I'm a champion or anything, but I just think that I have a somewhat of a winning mindset. Like even when you're doing a good job, you always ask, could you do more? Could you be better? Because you're competing with yourself. That's that's what Alabama's doing. That's what Georgia's doing. Georgia, 
over the last couple of years, they've been number one in, in recruiting. The goal is to get as much talent as possible to win championship. Georgia has won the last two. Georgia ain't winning three. Georgia lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. And they're not going to the playoff to even have a chance. You think Kirby Smart was like, you know what? We got a pretty good class. We, we, we okay. We good. We all right. Or do you think Kirby said, yo, we got to get a better recruiting class to make sure that we win that game against Alabama in the SEC championship game? Which, which phrase you think Kirby used? We need to get better. Somebody get KJ Bolden on the phone. We already have a top five class. We already have a top three class, number two class. But someone get the number one safety on the phone. He committed from um, the Atlanta area to Florida State. We need him. We need him to get us over the hump. And hell, they already at the hump. <laughs> Talking about they want to get over the hump. They at the hump. But they're already over the hump. Well, that, not this year. But they at the hump and trying to get over the hump. But we over here in our feelings fighting amongst each other. Oh, you a nigga ball. Oh, you a sunshine pumper. Oh, you 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 ain't a real fan. Because someone said the recruit class gotta be better. It does. So what? It doesn't mean you don't like the players that you have. It doesn't mean you ain't a Tennessee fan. Doesn't mean you don't support Josh Heupel. Doesn't mean you're not going to drop your little money on, on the Vol Club each and every month, and it's going to help. It doesn't mean that you that that there's something wrong with you. You just stating the obvious. It need to be better. Duh. Guess who else is saying that? Ohio State, Clemson, Texas, OU, Florida State, Texas A&M. Everybody who's not number one is saying, or should be saying, yo, this class got to be better. If we want to beat Georgia, we got it has to be better. If you ain't saying that, something wrong. So miss me. Yep. Miss me with trying to prop up a class that we know ain't Georgia's level. But we're trying to make everyone feel good. It's good, y'all. The class is good. It's good. But if you want to beat Georgia and Alabama, who you play every single year, everybody knows that it has to be better. So guess what you have to do? Go be better. You have a in-state crop in 2025. This class has the opportunity for Tennessee to do that. Like, and I like Josh Heupel. I like, I like Josh Heupel. But let's not sit here and pretend that the 2023 class, the 2024 class, is a 2025, uh, excuse, excuse me, 2015 and 2016 class. And I don't like Bush Jones. Well, uh, those classes didn't really do much. But, man, we're talking... In hindsight, they didn't do much. But that class was talented. The coaching staff didn't do anything with that talent. But we're talking about the talent itself. The talent itself. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The talent itself 
says top five class. That was a talented class. Let's not pretend like those two classes are the same. They're not. But what you do have, Josh Heupel's um, advantage, he's a better coach. He's a better coach. And I, I don't what, – do you remember off the top of your head what those classes ranked? Were they top five, top seven? Top five, yeah, yeah, yeah. What What would Tennessee's – honestly, I didn't even look what Tennessee's recruiting class was – at the end of of, of yesterday uh, on our site, it's I, I believe it's eleven. It's it's a top ten or just outside top ten, top fifteen class, pretty much across the board. Correct? Yeah. Like in and if you were to add Holden Stays, Jermon McCoy, Jacoby Thomas, where would the class be at that point? Because you have Better. to factor that into recruiting nowadays. Those guys are part of the class. Yeah, you have to for sure. It, it, would be, it would be better. Uh, be better. Correct. Yeah. I, I just, I, I do think there, there is too much of an overreaction by some. Not that sure. it's a consensus amongst the fan base, but I, I, I do think there, there's a, a little bit overreaction. I, I don't think that this class is getting the credit that it quite deserves. Um, but. With that being said, like you just said, it, it's not black or white. Like, both things can be true at the same time. I really, really like this recruiting class. I really do. But I also don't know if it's a recruiting class that can get you over the hump against Alabama and Georgia. And technically, Tennessee's already, quote-unquote, gotten you over the hump against Alabama because you did technically beat them once. But man, 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 you beat them once out of, out of three years. As I was about to finish okay. saying, okay, go ahead. how can you begin to beat them consistently? There you go. How can you begin to beat Georgia consistently? Yeah. Heck, how can you begin to beat Florida consistently? I, I don't I don't know that that this class from top to bottom, although I do really like it more than most, I don't know that it helps you beat those particular teams consistently. But let me ask you this, Wayne. Okay. Let me ask you this. Is that a realistic expectation? It's a desire and a want, but is it realistic to think that right now, with what Kirby Smart has going on, with what Nick Saban has going on, that that Tennessee can recruit at that level or even potentially stack classes better than than those teams? I don't know that that's a realistic expectation at the moment. I see. To me, the bigger Georgia. issue. What's no, that? I, I mean, is it possible? Yeah, like it's possible, but like it ain't happening. Like it's not gonna happen on a consistent basis. It may happen one year, like what the one year who freeze out recruited everybody. Like okay, that can happen. Um, that was Tennessee also three rules. Go ahead. That well, he was cheating to to do it, and okay. now those things are legal. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said it because it don't it don't even matter now. Um, right, but. But 2015, Tennessee was second in the SEC. Second, only to Alabama. Uh, Tennessee was overall that year um, number three, I want to say. And you look at 2016 and um, – those years, because those guys were early enrollees and really, really talented. I mean, you you had opportunities to beat Alabama. You you beat Georgia. Um, like you 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 got to recruit like that. 
if you if you want to catch up to Bama Georgia, you gotta you gotta recruit like that. Like there's, my, my, there's no there's no there's some shortcuts. Like, but we just saw Tennessee beat Alabama without recruiting like that. So like I I, I don't know that you have to have. My point is, see, okay. my issue with with this class isn't that they're. And I don't know that you're – I don't think that you're actually saying this. But the problem isn't that they're not number one or number two in the SEC. It's that they're eighth in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. If you if you can be like fourth or fifth, then – and we've we had this that. before. Yeah, we can work with that. We can work with yeah, that. Yeah, because you had the coaching that can overcome that mm-hmm. like you did two years ago with Hendon Hooker. Because oh, you did not have that, – That's why I got to stop you because you just asked me a question. You asked me a question. You mentioned Hendon Hooker. We, do we understand how special Hendon was? Mm-hmm. We understand how special Hendon was. been in New York. Right? And, and so you you had Darnell Wright, who Tennessee has not recruited a Darnell Wright at offensive line in in three years, okay? Nope. Um, you got some really good players. But let's just, let me just, we, we're being transparent here. You have not recruited a Y.A. Morris or a Darnell Wright yet. You have recruited a guy like Byron Young and James Pierce. He has the opportunity to do with Byron Young. Um, we have not recruited a Jalen Hyatt type yet. Maybe Mike Matthews can be that, but uh, I need to see him. I need to see him play a little bit. When you say Jalen Hyatt, are you talking about what ended up being his production? Because technically, they have signed in the last two classes now three top one hundred receivers okay, and that's okay. what Jalen was that. coming, give you that. coming okay. out of high school yeah yeah, yeah. i'll give you that okay so we, we've 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 signed a Jalen high type Jalen high is a freshman played made big plays against alabama as a freshman our freshmen have not played okay that's the difference good catch by you um who else drafted uh Tillman Tillman. would would fall into the high category have we drafted a, a recruited Tillman type? I don't know. Maybe, but don't know yet. So, like, maybe Brew out of the portal. Yeah, but I doubt it. Um, Brew's coming off that pretty significant injury. So, who knows how much he's going to be um, close to healthy. But here's the point 2022 was special, man. Hendon was special. Now, Nico. He's supposed to be special. I think he is special. And so you put a lot on your quarterback. And I think we realize how special Hendon was based on where we are right now offensively. So can we can we expect Hendon type of performances at the quarterback position every single year? Not, not on an annual basis, but I think Nico – Maybe next year can have that type of performance. I mean, this this offense is set up for a quarterback to go out and, and, and be successful and be in the Heisman Trophy running. One thing Heupel is going to do here, um, he's going to attract and get the top quarterbacks in the class. Like he's going to do that. Did it with Nico. He's in position to do it with George McIntyre. Like he's going to do that. So you're going to have a chance because of your offense and because of the quarterback and how a quarterback, man, if he's on his game. He can be down there unstoppable. Stoppable. We saw that with Hendon. When he's making correct reads, when he's um, running the offense properly, like we saw that. So, yeah, we did beat Alabama once out of those 
those three years. Um, but you asked the question, can you beat Alabama and Georgia consistently? You don't have to because you have the college football playoff. But you may have to see one of those teams twice, and you may have to go through one of those teams to win it. And so when you do have to go one of, go through one of those teams, like Michigan has to do this year, if Michigan lose, they're going to say, dang, we lost that game. If coaching is the same, if execution is close to the same, they're going to say, we lost this game because of talent. We lost this game in recruiting. Like, it always goes back to that. It always does. So, I'll reiterate my point. Because I want people to get confused and start you know, coming up with their own narrative. The class is good. The class is really, really good, good, honestly. Huh? Really good, honestly. Yeah, like, the class is good. It's really good. I, I, I gave it a B. But because you play Alabama and Georgia every year, fair or unfair, and you have to beat those teams who are consistently in the top five of recruiting, it's not good enough to beat those teams on a consistent basis. If that's not fair, then I don't know what is. Well, let, I, let me push back a little bit. I agree with what you are, are saying I absolutely agree with what you were saying, but where I want to push back a little bit, I guess, is I I think I'm a little more high on the recruiting class than than you are, and and kind of feels like most people, honestly. But I I remember we had a conversation, um, at, at some point this season. We both agreed, and you can correct me if I'm misremembering, but if Tennessee's around that top ten ish range in recruiting, then it's possible that coaching can make up the rest of the difference. What would, do you feel like that's a, a fair thing to say? Yeah. Uh, um, some cases I, I don't expect it to happen every single year, but yeah, it, it made it up. The, it made it up into 2022. And and this is where I want to push back just a little bit. I don't want to make a, a mountain out of a molehill, but right now, According to 247, and as you and I both have said a million times, not that the recruiting rankings are the end-all, be-all. Tennessee's 13. In the composite rankings, they're 11. They're, they're kind of in the range that, that we have talked about where you can still make up that ground through coaching and developing. And, and I mean, you even look at the teams behind them. Michigan, number one in the playoffs. Tennessee had the better recruiting class rankings-wise, than, than Michigan does. Michigan's 15, Penn State's 14, Florida 16, A&M 17, USC 18. I mean, they, those are some big-time schools. Lane Kiffin, who everybody is drooling over right now, is 21. So, uh, again, the class isn't perfect. There are tweaks that I believe need to be made on, on both sides of the football. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with, with your Darnell Wright comment. Like, Tennessee has this particular class is bringing in some good linemen but they still haven't brought in that Darnell Wright, Wanya Morris type. There are things that need to, to be tweaked and adjustments that need to be made, but th these are this is a really good recruiting class that Tennessee beat out Oklahoma and, and Michigan and Clemson and Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Georgia for holding stays. Like they, they're, they're, 
like Tennessee is winning their fair share of battles. And and I think that's getting lost a little bit here because of Jaron Sensiball going to Missouri. And like Tennessee did drop the ball on that one. They tried to come in late and swoop him up and it didn't work. Like you, you should not have been as late to the party as, as you were for him. I think, although it's Kentucky, I think it's silly to offer a Kentucky kid two weeks ago who's already committed to the in-state school and think that he's going to flip. Like, I, I think that's silly. You should have been a little more proactive. You should not have allowed, you should not have lost the recruiting battle to Roger Saliapanga. Like, there, there are absolutely things that, that need to be tweaked. I what are you just, saying, man? I, I see this team getting better, and I just the overreaction seems to be a, a, a little bit too much of an overreaction for my liking. But what we'll you, we'll but see. I, I may pushing, end up looking dumb, but it's good, but it has to be better. That's what you're saying. I just I think I think they're I think they are recruiting in the range that they need to be recruiting. And, and no, again, my man. initial no, question was: is, is it realistic to expect them? to have a better class than Alabama or Georgia. I do not think that is a realistic expectation. Okay, I do not think in be the true. current college football setting that's possible. Two things can be true. It's not realistic to think that you're going to out-recruit them. But Butch Jones recruited in the range, range of Alabama and Georgia in 2015 and in 2016 without NIL. And you have NIL now. So you don't have to out-recruit Alabama and, and, and Georgia to recruit in the range. I think they're in the range. That's my overall thought. Man. That's where that's where I think we differ. I think now they're teetering. They're they're barely in it, but I do think they are within the range. I do. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how you can say it. Uh, Eleven is in the range of one. <laughs> Eleven, and they've got a good portal class coming in. Or I mean, we, you you would if, you, I, if you're we eight, both said if, if you're during the season, in the SEC, if you're in that top tennis range, the coaching in, can make up the difference. Especially when you have a quarterback like Nico who's supposed to be uber special. If you're eighth in the SEC and you're going to be a team who's first, because I don't really care about Michigan and Clemson, Tennessee plays Georgia and Alabama every year. No other team does that. And so is it unfair? I don't know that Tennessee's going to play Georgia every year. Okay, well, we have been, and we we doing it next year. So I can only go by what the schedule says. And we're doing it again next year. Um, and so because we play those teams, you have to prepare for the teams you play. Simple as that. So if, if we were not playing Alabama or Georgia, then rec- recruiting players to beat them wouldn't be as important. But because we do play those guys, and they are top five in recruiting each and every year, we have to recruit players to be able to beat them. Now, you can lose to both of them and still get to the college football playoff, and somebody else beat them, and then you can beat that team that beat them and then be national champions. That's great. That's That would be ideal, right? But you can't really expect that to happen. You have to control what you can control, which is to go out there and say, all right, man, we got we to gotta, we gotta out-recruit them. We got to recruit players that can beat them if we play them and not count on somebody else doing our job for us. So we can say the recruit class is good, but if you're playing Alabama and Georgia every year, we can't sit here with a straight face and go, yeah, a top 15 class is good enough to expect to beat Alabama and Georgia consistently every year. Like, we can't do that, man. I, I mean, it's it's a top 10 class. 
There's seven out of 16 SEC teams, and Auburn and, or excuse me, Oklahoma and LSU, they're only ahead of Tennessee in the recruiting rankings because they have seven more commitments. So, like, in a sense, they're five out of 16. Like, to me, that's a really, really good place to be. Man, the, the class is 11. That's top 15. That's not top 10. It, it, it's 11 because there's some schools in front of them that have seven more commitments. Man, it's 11. <laughs> Like, it's a really good spot to be, to me. It's 11. I don't care if you got three more, a five more, a seven more. Okay, it's, but that factors into the It's rankings. 11. It don't matter. It's 11. It does matter. That's how the rankings are made. It's 11. You're, you're 11. Like It don't matter how you got there. You're there. They got more players, so they have more options. Listen, Tennessee still be good, but... If you want to be Alabama, Georgia every year or, or have a roster that can compete with them every year, not lose by multiple scores, then you got to recruit on their level. We can we can do the word gymnastics and, and try to, you know, lower the bar if we want to. It ain't going to happen. They know I'm not lowering the bar. I, I just think they're in a better spot than most people do. Yeah, they are. It's good, but it ain't good enough to beat Alabama and Georgia on a consistent basis. Like, there's no arguing that. <laughs> I said that many times. 865-255-03. We'll go to the phones after this. listening to the Swain event and you know this man here in Knoxville we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards but when there's a squirrel in our attic that's all sides when that happens call alpha wildlife they're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. 
into the hotline this morning. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Good morning. Hey, this is Mike from Conyers. What's up, Mike from Conyers? Morning. Good morning, sir. Oh, man. Loving the show. Enjoying it, as always. I oh, appreciate you, hey, man. Um, got a couple of... I appreciate you guys even more. Um, got a couple questions. Uh, one is just about a, uh, a preferred walk-on that signed. I think his name was... Harmon or something like that out of Knox Catholic. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a small guy, a little speedster. He yep. claims to have run a four three seven. Yep. Um, you, uh, I was wondering what you have you seen him play or what do you know about him? I have um, not seen him play. I, yeah, I have not. Seen he's him a receiver, play. so I thought maybe. Okay, gotcha. Um, if he has that kind of speed, I mean, I, I know they're going to give him a look in the return game. I mean, he could be. He might be a bit of a weapon there. He had over a thousand yards receiving this year, I think, at Knox Catholic. So. Yeah, I think you'll have opportunity to help the special teams, Mike. I, I, I don't see anybody being able to do what Boo Carter was. <laughs> I right. mean, when I, when I think right. of, like, right. returner for the next four years, I, I think of Boo Carter. Yep. But, hey, if, yep. if anyone comes in and they're better in practice, then they deserve to be the returner. But anytime you can add speed, I don't care if they're a walk-on or not, uh, you got to add speed. Right. And this team needed team speed. Um, and so I know Harmon passed up on some – college scholarships to be able to walk on at Tennessee. And so uh, that's, yep. that's big time. I, mean, I don't know if you have anything to add on Harmon or not, but. I do not. I just know that he's a uh, very electrifying with the football in his hands and, and that has a lot of speed, very dynamic, very dynamic speed. Maybe that can get him on the field. That, that certainly helps. Have you, have you seen him play Ben? I I might have when, when when he was younger and did not know it, but I, I did not see any Catholic games this past season. Right, I think I think they they didn't have a great season, but they actually um, had a pretty good run in the playoffs, from what I read. And um, I think they eventually lost to Baylor, so no shame in that. But uh, yeah, anyway, he's he, he might be a you know little little uh, some someone we might sleep on, but might show up later. Yeah, know, I hope so, man. Contributor. I hope so. That'd be that'd be great. I love I love to see those local uh, players come into the program and make plays. And uh, Tennessee's man, they got a little pipeline from Knox Catholic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I also saw, and I can't remember the name of the player, big time recruit, might um, be a four or five star who um, did not sign on signing day. Who was he was already committed somewhere else. And uh, now he's going to, I think, take some visits. I think, you know, Tennessee is one of the schools in the mix. You know, I'm not sure if you know who I'm talking about. but uh, The uh, five-star defensive line commit. Yeah. Uh, McKinley Jackson, I yeah. believe, is his name. He's a defensive lineman yeah. committed to Texas A&M. Yeah. That's, that's what – that's yeah. Do you think we have a shot? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for him to push his date back, that's that's great for Tennessee. It could also be great for another team, too, that's trying to get his services. But I think that is a good uh, thing for Tennessee because I think that's kind of where Tennessee um, fell a little bit short with this class. A good class, I'll reiterate. <laughs> but interior defensive line, like that shot Tuttle, Albert Hainsworth, that type of get, I think, is what this class – uh, is missing because we know you got to win up front. Yeah, could you imagine having Albert Hansworth and Reggie White on the same? Oh, no. Anyway, no. 
that, that's one can dream. Yeah, I know. We, we can dream. That's exactly what it would be. John Henderson. Yep, exactly. Uh, tennis, Dominic all, McKinley. Not tennis. McKinley Jackson. McKinley Jackson currently oh, plays Dominic for Alien, but Dominic McKinley. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, so Ben, what do you think in terms of our um, prospects for adding a, a few more players? I, I mean, we've only got, what is it, 20 now or something like that? Uh, 21, um, I, I believe. Uh, th- there's not a, a ton in terms of high school players options uh, to be brought in. Dominic McKinley, obviously now one of them. And, and I'm sure there's there's somebody who, who will pop up or, or, or two people who will pop up over the next, I guess, month and a half to, to two months before the February signing day. Uh, but it, it seems like all eyes are are on the transfer portal right now, still trying to get the uh, Tulane receiver. And if, if, if you can add the Tulane receiver with, with a Mike Matthews and a Braylon Staley, I, I, that's a hard, hard not to be impressed with that wide receiver trio coming in and, and adding to, to that room. So I, I think they're going to continue to look through the portal. There, there's certainly positions that, that they need to add at. I, I completely agree that they, they need to, Maybe not. I don't. I don't know. Need because you do have veterans coming back, and, and Bryson Easton and and Elijah Simmons, and you, you do have a lot of the guys coming back on the interior. So maybe not as much of of a need. Um, but in terms of the, the high school ranks, like Swain said, I, I do think that's 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 where they are lacking in, in this class is, is that bona fide talent there there in the middle. They've done a great job on the edge, but the the true defensive lineman. I, I think if they could find somebody there, that'd be a perfect spot. But it, it seems like the the transfer route is is more the route to to keep an eye on. Josh Heupel made the point yesterday in his press conference that Gabe Judy Lally, Keenan Peely, and McCollin Castles were, were three guys that they brought in after spring practice last year. So uh, in, in terms of adding people, I think it's more likely they do so through the portal over the next couple of months than the high school ranks. Did Jordan Seaton sign his uh, letter yesterday? Nope. Has he signed with Colorado? It, it, there's a lot of buzz him, him in Maryland. Him going, he's from the the DMV, from from the DC area, and seems like there's a lot of buzz him staying home and, and going to Maryland. So who who knows in that recruitment? And, and thanks for the phone call, Mike. Man, it's good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, Tennessee is still swinging at, at Seaton. Um, from what I understand, Tennessee is also going to take a look at, at Everett Stewart. Be crazy not to. Uh, there's ties with Tennessee, uh, with his with his family, and so he is the former five star receiver out of Texas A and M. So if you're able to to get him and the Tulane receiver uh, Brazil or Brazil, then who watch out. It, it makes this group a whole lot better. And I got a chance to watch um, Brazil's work it out, his, I guess his workout film, uh, him doing some footwork drills, um, training. I mean, dude's six, five and a half, and got some nice feet. Got some nice feet for a guy that big. So he's a player that's going to have multiple years. That would be addressing the receiver room. Um, in a big way, Tennessee is able to get get those two guys. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get with Brew McCoy coming back, coming off the significant injury. Um, there's there's not a player in the room right now that that says, 
All right, we got we got Tillman and in, in the Hyatt. We got explosive capabilities every time there's a passing play. So you gotta you gotta bring those threats in or develop those threats. And uh right now, a little, little bit short on that. Um You don't think Squirrel Dante have that potential? No. Okay. Who's who's Tillman? I well, when I asked that, I was more so thinking Hyatt in in my head. Yeah, uh, Hyatt, Tillman, Tillman, big body, or, or uh, I'm yeah, sorry, Hyatt. Uh, in terms of Tillman, yeah, I mean they 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 lack the the big bodied receiver on the outside that can go up and and get a jump ball. Um, no, no, we don't have two guys that match match those two guys yet. Which that that's also saying quite a bit it was the Bolitnikoff award winner but that that's that's what you're aspiring to be I mean that's the, that's the level of talent you need to to go beat the the Georgias and, and Alabamas of the world now you did beat out Georgia for Mike Matthews so that that's nothing to to scoff at mm-hmm. and uh Braylon Staley top 100 receiver mm-hmm. uh, who SEC teams did try to get in late with Nathan Laycock I mean, he he was a borderline five star, if I remember correctly. His, his final recruiting ranking when when he eventually signed with Tennessee, I, I I did expect him to be further along as a freshman than than he was. It's a huge off season for for him. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. They they need some of those, like they they do have young, exciting prospects in my opinion, but they need to hurry up and and get get them developed and, and and bridge that gap it seems yeah that's i mean that's why i say no because until i see it then it's a no for me it's a no for me dog like rainy jackson you gotta well, see the, the, the brazzle kid from tulane he, he's a bigger bodied perimeter receiver correct yep six five and a half mm-hmm. yep. he'll be and, and on the outside and, and tennessee would probably have interest in him anyways because he seems very talented but that that is something that they need that that body type in that room they, they need that big tall justin hunter type that can go up and and, and catch football yeah uh, a carter 22 12 on the betty chevrolet text box says then why aren't we hitting the portal harder if nico is as good as everyone claims he is and we have him for two years why does it feel like we are wasting First year, I like this class, but unfortunately, it's what you have done for me now, Lee. Hey, Carter, I think this take is uh, 100% off. Uh, the reason why I think this take is off <clears throat> is because how, how do you know that Tennessee's not hitting the portal hard? Because we didn't get commitments from the portal? I think Tennessee is doing a really good job identifying the, the right fits. We have to understand something. This is like this is like the NFL right now with salary cap. Just because there's a good player in the portal doesn't mean that you're going to pay his asking price for a one-year rental or a guy that may have some character football character issues. For one player that wants one price, you may be able to get multiple players. At the same price. I thought Tennessee did a damn good job with the Holden Saves. I thought Tennessee did a damn good job with McCoy, the corner from Oregon State. 
mean, those are well-thought-out strategic moves with guys that are talented. How many times are we going to see on NFL Draft Day a player drafted from a school that we think is inferior to Tennessee? Like, oh, oh, oh he, he, got, he got drafted over our guy? How many times did we do that? Zay Flowers over Jalen Hyatt? Boston College? <laughs> over our guy, Tennessee? The point is, if you're good, you're good. It doesn't matter where you're from. And you can go get a good guy from a school that you think is inferior to Tennessee, pay him a number that he is going to appreciate. It is probably three, four times more than what he's getting. He's happy. You happy. His football character is good. You don't have to worry about him taking the money and going, oh, you know what? I can't go today. I'm only at 95%. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can go. I'm only at 90%. And then creates an issue in your locker room. I think Tennessee is doing a really good job in the portal. Ben, you just mentioned that, what, three or four guys that were contributors for us, we got after spring practice. There's guys entering the portal every day who are starters. So I don't think it's an accurate statement to say we're not hitting the portal hard. Like, we're hitting the portal hard, but we're being smart, too, with who we bring in. Not just bringing in anybody and everybody because they've played at a former SEC school or had a high four-star, five-star coming out of of high school. Uh, Just because they have a reputation bringing them in. Yeah, I think think we – I like our approach with the portal. I I know it sounds a lot better to go, hey, hey, top recruits. We got cash over here. We flashing bills, y'all. Come on. Come on. You get a million. You get a million. You get a million. Who wants a million? Who wants to come to Tennessee and get a million? Like, guys, I ain't realistic. And that's dumb, too, because then the recruits are going to use that against you to drive up prices for their NIL NIL bag. Let's go back to the phones. 865-255-03. Good morning. Morning, Swain. This is uh, Caleb. Uh, just calling to tell you guys, you know, Merry Christmas and everything. Um, had a question, man. Uh, I was listening to another program recently, and I don't know if you've heard the comments about what Chip Kelly did about possibly uh, breaking away from the NCAA, the Power mm-hmm. Five conferences, maybe, mm-hmm. and kind of breaking away and doing a 60-14 thing. Uh, and, and listen, I think the players deserve to get paid, too. Uh, but with that, you would get like a regulation, and if they would share, like possibly those media rights with players, maybe it would stop it from becoming like this free agency that it is now. And I think the reason why the recruiting classes and stuff is so difficult now, it's like it's not what it was, you know, five, ten years ago, where like if you didn't have a top five, top ten recruiting class, you know, you were, you were kind of in trouble. And it's like now, man, there's so many people transferring at different times. It's like, yeah, we didn't get a lot of sign-in the other day. I am concerned about a recruit class, but 
I mean, I don't know, man. I just wanted to get your perspective of it because, you, you know, you played. Uh, what do you think about maybe breaking away from the NCAA, maybe these conferences sharing that revenue with these players so it's more regulated, maybe like a commission, almost like an NFLPA, but, you know, something kind of yeah, I heard Chip, uh, Chip Kelly's comments. Probably the best plan, idea of any coach that I've heard. Um, football is different than all sports. And the quicker we realize that, the quicker we're able to come to a solution. Football is the reason why we made these these moves. Uh, you have conference realignment and all these moving parts because of TV money. Um, life is not fair. So... If you're trying to be fair to all the other sports, like you're gonna remain in this rut. But the moment you realize, like, okay, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something, and we gotta treat football a little bit different. I think um, you do have a commissioner. You do have a, a way to make everything even, kind of like the NFL. Um, I think our collective here at Tennessee is one of the most organized and um, funded collectives in the in the in the country. But the fact is, collectors are a target. They're a target. They, um, Sankey and right. folks want collectors out of it. They want them out of it. They don't, they don't want collectors being GMs. And so they're trying to do everything in their power to minimize or weaken their uh, impact, and uh, I will see what happens. But yeah, I, I'm a. I just want Tennessee to win, man. I don't, I don't, I don't really care how it happens. I do too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm with you, man. man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't care hey, if it's a, if we got to do it with a collective or we do have to do it without a collective. Like, I, hey, man, uh, I just, I just want us to win. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get back to where we were, man. And you know, and and, and and you know, I mean, I've called this show a couple times over the years. Y'all know I'm passionate and, and, and stuff about it. But man, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to get back there too. But I, I did want to at least get to say because I, I don't know what you know at this point, and and I think it was a couple weeks ago that I called. Maybe it was after the South Carolina game or during Texas A&M week. I can't remember, but you know, we were kind of talking about like, man, like. It's not that we don't have great players. We've got great players, you know, but they're not the Hendon Hookers. They're not the Jalen Hyatt's or the Tillmans. And, and recruiting is such a massive thing right now. And it's like, man, I just – right now, it's like – I mean, what was it? Tom Herman was talking about, like, uh, a transfer for QBs, like $1.5, 2000000 million in this NIL. And listen, man, I'm all about people getting money. And I know Tennessee has plenty of it. It's just like I'm trying to get there, too. I'm just trying to figure out how do we do it. To where, like, we're on at least somewhat of a, I mean, mm. even playing field. I mean, we're, we're, we're power five. You know, Tennessee's got a great history, awesome history, man. Like, I'm born and bred, baptized in it. I love it. But I'm trying to win, too, man. Like, it was – I do uh, – I'll, I'll get off here because I know y'all got other things. But, yeah, I do like that we got the Citrus Bowl. I think that's, I think that's good for the season that we had. Um, and what – maybe it's a little early, but what are we thinking about for next year, man? And I'll hang up and, uh, and listen to it, man. Y'all y'all have a Merry Christmas and, and, a, and a Happy New Year and everything. Thank you, man. I know record predictions are fun. It's a fun conversation to have. There's no way I can give you a, a record prediction or tell you about next year. I don't even know. We got, we got players still about to hit the portal from this team. Like, we still got some departures on the way. Like that's that's happening. We got some arrivals on the way. So, like, I, I don't I don't know right now. 
let's get let's get past spring uh, and kind of get a look at what we're going to see next year. Let's finish this year. <laughs> let's finish this year. Um, we'll get to the text box uh, after our, our last break here. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stay with us. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Go Balls 247. Oh, sure. Welcome back to Wayne Event Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. 
Then they give me a hard time on text box. Moose says, I can't believe y'all didn't ask Josh if Milton's playing in the ball game. <laughs> I mean, I don't... A decision th- has not been made, and he would not have given an answer. I think that's why he was not asked. Yeah. Should have been asked in hindsight, but I, I, I think nobody was expecting for Josh Heupel to give a real answer, and that's yep. why everybody decided to focus on signing day. I think I think Hub gave him opportunity to address that uh, with his question, and Heupel chose not to. That's 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 what I take from it earlier in the in the program. I was I was joking around about about that situation, but. After you've followed a coach, covered a coach for multiple years, you kind of know their tendencies. You get used to how they answer questions and um, how they decide to either duck or dodge certain issues or address certain issues. So that was Hypel's opportunity, and he didn't take it. So. Tenny R says, I wish you and Ben and your families a Merry Christmas, praying for a better year. Absolutely. Uh, Tenny, we, we definitely doing the same for you. We know you lost uh, your mother um, in 2023, and um, I know this holiday is certainly going to be different for you. And Man, we putting our big orange arms around you, Tina. Nelson from Jackson says, uh, our fans want us to do what Ole Miss is doing. Ole Miss is the only team doing what Ole Miss is doing. Maybe one thing, like, everybody was doing what Ole Miss was doing, and Tennessee was, like, the only team not doing what Ole Miss was doing. Like, Ole Miss is doing what they are doing, and no one knows if it's going to work or not. Like, how do we know that what he's doing is a, is a winning formula? He's acquiring talent. And it's funny to me. And I like Lane Kiffin. I think, also. I think, huh? Go ahead. I think people have issues with separating whether you like or dislike someone with whether or not you agree or disagree with that person. I like Lane Kiffin. Remember when Lane was the loudest voice when talking about NIL and transfer portal he was complaining. They was giving him a platform like they gave Nick Saban. And Nick Saban deserves a platform because he's won championships seven times. Lane Kiffin ain't won nothing. Ain't done nothing until this past year when he won 10 games again, finally proving that he can be a trustworthy coach and run a program. Lane is an unbelievable offensive mind. He is brilliant. Lane is just now proving that he can run a program efficiently. And kudos to him. He has been through a lot. He has made changes in his life. And I'm happy that he's done that. But y'all notice something about Lane Kiffin? He ain't complaining at all about transfer portal in NIL. Matter of fact, I don't hear a lot of coaches complaining about the transfer portal in NIL. Because you know why? They decided to play the game and just play the game better than everybody else. They ain't complaining about it anymore. That's what's going on. But that doesn't mean that the moves that Lane has made are going to be the right moves. Like, we we know the number for Walter Nolan. 
Ole Miss really gonna pay that number? You you really gonna pay that number, Ole Miss? Okay, cool. If you want to do that, that's cool. I'm not counting your pockets. But what are you gonna do when a player who you've paid seven figures to or close to it sprains an ankle, gets hurt? It's November, and they're like, eh, "Yeah, I'm gonna shut this thing down." I'm getting ready for, I'm getting ready for the combine. <laughs> what, what we gonna do then? Because everybody ain't built like Brock Purdy, uh, not Brock Purdy, but uh, Brock Bowers. Now everyone has the the, the football uh, character as Brock Bowers. Now everyone's gonna say, "You know what? I'm gonna play through it." Somebody, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be more than just somebody, will say, "I got my money. I'm shutting it down, Coach. I'm shutting it down." Because there's a bigger bag on the other side. That's the NFL. Like, what are you going to do then? And don't get me wrong. It can happen in Tennessee. It can happen to Ole Miss. It can happen to anybody. But wouldn't you feel better if it happened to a guy that you paid $200,000 to rather than eight hundred dollars or a million to? We're going to find out if Lane's tactics worked. I think Dion Sanders last year did something that everybody wanted to do but didn't, and Dion proved that, okay, you can improve your record by at least three games to be better. And I think you're seeing more coaches push players out like Dion. It's just not as flamboyant. So when you have someone like Lane Kiffin do something that, okay, not everyone else is doing, you sit back and watch and see, okay, is it going to work? If it works, you might see more people throw out bags like, Ole Miss allegedly is doing right now. But let's wait and see that what he's doing is actually effective before people are like, oh, man, we should be doing what they're doing. Well, we well, doing what they're doing. How do we know what they're doing works? And and for those people, our transfer rankings at 247, Tennessee's average transfer that it is bringing in has a higher ranking than Ole Miss's Average transfer. Now it is table, a small man. sample size. Put it on the table. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I, I tried to use this example earlier, and, and and you shut me down and told me to shut up. Basically, I didn't tell you to uh, shut up. I didn't say um, such a thing. But now it it is a small sample size. Ole Miss is bringing in ten players currently. Tennessee currently has three transfer commits, um, but Tennessee's average transfer ranking is slightly better than Ole Miss's. Average transfer ranking. Brand, man, you're not you, you didn't, you're not trying to do this. You you joking, right? I'm saying Tennessee's bringing in really really quality transfers. I, I'm, I'm I'm talking about the whole. I tried to sh- I shut you down. Told you shut up. You told you said Ben shut the blank up and and never speak again. If you do, I'm going to talk about Dylan Brooks and how he's the greatest basketball player in the history of the Houston Rockets organization. Okay. Also, two of the ten players that Ole Miss is bringing in in its portal, Tennessee fans were okay walking out the door. Yep. Particularly one of them that plays in the secondary. Well, I thought Tamari McDonald was one of the most – you can say his name, Ben. People ain't stupid. Um, it was probably the most consistent player out of – 
anybody else in the last couple of years. Real but hey, he wanted to bring it back, and I hope he got that. Uh, and I like McDonald. And then, you know, Tyler Barron has flirted with the transfer portal two or three times. And so, like. Uh, which, which school, Swain? Huh? Which school? What you talking about, Ben? Oh, because the, the head coach of that school wanted to make some comments about Tennessee and and their and their pursuit of, of, of tight end commit tight end signing for Kentucky, Willie Rodriguez. Mark Stoops wanted to make some comments uh, about teams throwing out money and, and tampering and, and messing with recruits and throwing money at them. I, I thought it was real interesting. Mark Stoops had some comments for, for Tennessee, know, knowing what he's doing behind the scenes. I'm so tired of these college coaches being hypocrites, saying one thing publicly, trying to, to throw shade at, at other schools when they're doing the same exact thing behind the scenes. Ooh. It's so annoying. Ooh. That's my biggest pet peeve in college football right now. Ooh. Eli Drinkwitz, Shane Beamer, Mark Stoops. They, they got all these petty little comments about other schools when they're doing the same thing. Man, that might be your best point of the day. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's your best. It's the best point Going to Christmas with the bang. That's your best point of the day, man. That 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 point. That point was money. That point was money. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Uh, Stoops and 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 Morrow. Yeah, y'all chill out, man. There's people. There's people in the streets that that, that know the truth. It's like stop. Stop, man. Stop. Stop. But yeah. Um Ole Miss was able to get two from, from Tennessee and then um Ole Miss being able to get the, the, the corner from Mississippi State. That that hey, that that's a good player. But Tennessee got a good player with three years. Um Ole Miss was able to go out and get Juice Wells. Well, there's some teams that said no thank you, Juice Wells. Georgia and Alabama said no thank you to Juice Wells. But said yes to the Vanderbilt receiver. Which receiver is better? Juice Wells. So, like, don't get lost in the sauce, folks. Don't get lost in the sauce. 865-255-03. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, and we do not have long because the end of the year is here. Hiller wants to make sure that every child experiences the joy of Christmas. They're donating $50 in toys to Toys for Tots with every tankless water heater purchase. Giving away $250 Visa gift card with each unit. You can get a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or any whole home generator. Financing options are great with low monthly payments on these purchases. These deals only available until the end of the year scheduled today at happyhealer.com. And as as always, happy you'll be or the service is free. That is happyhealer.com. Uh, ben, sir, looking at your setup, you're still, still at the same house, same office. Um, I will say I feel a little, little bit better about having John Moran over my shoulder uh, t- today than 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 I had the last couple of months. So appreciate John for bringing attention to to other 
happenings in, in his life. I, I do greatly appreciate that. The one on the bottom is is a little awkward. That that one does have Dylan Brooks in it, um, but that that Damn. Slam magazine cover was a great cover, and I do not regret it. Still does have Desmond and Jaron in it, so we'll take it. But uh, Jennifer is trying to help me relocate these photos, magazine covers, and my drow towel from the playoffs uh, to a, a different house. And, and Jennifer today wanted me to pass along a Merry Christmas to everyone, and uh, she hopes that everybody has a, a very, very Merry Christmas, and, and she thanks the listeners who have worked with her uh, this year. And uh, as I always say, she is the best she will take the stress away of uh, the 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 moving process, the the buying a the process of buying a home, process of selling a home, putting it on the market. She takes all the stress away. She she is great at what she does. So, uh, if if it's almost twenty twenty four, if you're about to be looking for a, a new house or new piece of real estate in the Knoxville area, please please reach out to Jennifer Moore. She will take great care of you, and you will not regret it. Yeah, man, you got a nice yard. That's, I'm jealous of your yard. Nice, nice size yard. But it's time for you to get. It's to all in the front. It's time for you. It's time for you to move to Knoxville, man. It's time for you to move to Knoxville. I don't know where I'll end up. You, you need to be in Knoxville. Yeah. I just don't want to be on the same street as you. I hope you are. I'm gonna egg your house every day. I'm gonna roll your house just like just like your your in law Auburn fans. I'm gonna roll your house just like that. Ooh, I war. I, forgot. I don't even know how to do the thing. I'm going to roll your house just like your in-laws do at the Tumor's Corner. Well, I, I don't know how you'd be able to do that based off all the toilet paper you'd be using. I don't know how you'll have toilet paper left over to come roll my yard. I'm going to go to Sam's. Load up. I'm going to load up just for you. Just for you. 100%. You know what, man? You know what I hope you, you get for Christmas? I hope you get diarrhea. That's what I, <laughs> I, I hope you. I, I hope you get some diarrhea for Christmas. All that stuff you've been talking today. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't well, I I look forward to me being right and uh, you being wrong. I, I know. How? I think I've never been been right a day in my life. Well, we we won't know Ben until like two or three years. Good. That's how I like it. Two or three years. We won't know if, if this class is good enough or not. I, I'm I'm standing on my business. This class is really good and not getting the respect it deserves. And and you want to you want to hear another fascinating aspect of this class, Swain? You triggered me again. You know the you know the best part, Swain? The class isn't finalized. They can still add moving forward. Listen, I never said the class was not good. You said it was sorry. No, I said it wasn't good enough. You said it was terrible. No, it wasn't good enough to beat again. Beat Alabama, Georgia consistently. You went T. Martin on Jalen Hurd is what you did. No, I just said it wasn't good enough to beat Alabama, Georgia consistently. So I, I, I love somebody to try to argue that. I said the same thing. No, you didn't. You pushed I back did. Little, multiple times. You pushed back a little bit. I'm going to push back a little bit. That's what you did. I did. But it wasn't about the Alabama and Georgia part. We stand on business, Josh. <laughs> Eli yeah, Drinker. and I, I can't, I can't wait. After one of these shows, I'm here a year or two when I'm proven right. I'm gonna drive all the way into town to your house. I'm gonna walk up to you. I'm gonna do a drive-by handshake and say, "We stand on business, Jason." <laughs> so, how do you feel about that barbecue for Ben McKee? 
of Go Boston 47. I'm Jason Swain. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace and love. We out. <laughs>